Hey guys, Alana here, and I'm excited to bring you a new little series I'm working on called Alana's Quick Bites. Every week I answer questions live from my exclusive diabetes weight loss group. And because the past ones are too good to hold back, I thought I would share them now with the rest of you. So here's another bite-sized insight. Hope to answer your question next. The link can be found in the notes. Enjoy. 50 likes on this top question. Let's go. I haven't seen this before. Hi, I'm looking for ideas for dealing with emotional eating in the moment. I know things like yoga and meditation and therapy are all great, but in the actual moment of high stress, I need some help. For example, kids are screaming and fighting, just got news their school is closed, or an angry message from my boss. I can really lose control in the high stress moments and run to the pantry. I need ways to handle high stress moments without filling the void through eating. Thanks. Oh my gosh. I'm so emotional. Just listening to this. I feel for you all the feelings. I cannot stand these school closures. I am so done. No one's more done than me. Um, it's just really hard. It's really hard as a parent with all the school closures and the messages from angry bosses. And I get it. I get it. I get it so much. And it is so difficult um, because life is hard. Life is hard. Um, but it's amazing, right? But it's an up and down roller coaster battle. And, and, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and, and all the things. And life doesn't get easier, but we get stronger. Um, so this is, this is how it works, right? So obviously, yoga and therapy and meditation and all those things help you from an outside level, right? But definitely not necessarily in the moment unless you tap into it. So what's really interesting is, you know, I don't believe that exercise helps with weight loss in the way of a calorie burn. I, I it's every teeny tiny woman or man I see who's, who's literally maintained their weight for many, many years. They will always say it's nutrition first and foremost. And, you know, they exercise because they want to, or they don't want to, but it's really nutrition only, um, is really where weight loss can come from. However, exercise and yoga, it does build resilience in these moments. Um, you know, I'll never forget, I was in a yoga, like a power yoga class, like a really hard class. And the instructor made us hold a plank in the middle of class for like two minutes. And it was completely out of character. He had never done that before, but he was in a mood and he was like, okay, we're doing this today. We're like holding this plank. And I believe it was two minutes. It was maybe as 90 seconds, a minute and a half out of nowhere. Like I've, I had gone to all of his classes. He had never done anything like that. Not 20 seconds. And all of a sudden it was 90 seconds. And I think he was just having a hard day and he realized we're all going to have a hard day. So he put us all into this plank and for 90 seconds, he kept repeating over and over again, just keep telling yourself in your head, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Just breathe and remind yourself, I'm okay. I'm okay. And he's like, listen, if you think this is hard, this is nothing compared to what you're dealing with in the outside world. And he just kind of kept saying that. And it, it is true that if you do practice some exercise, a physical exercise of even taking a walk in Michigan when it's so cold and having to breathe deeply through that air, whatever challenge you're going through, a physical challenge, knowing that you can breathe deeply while doing squats or lunges or or crunches or something low impact or high impact, it actually does teach you that in a hard moment, like holding a plank, that actually breathing more deeply gets you through it rather than hyperventilating. Like, 
that doesn't help you get through holding a plank. It's actually those like deep, long breaths that make it go much faster. So there is, there is truth to that, that practicing something physical, because I really believe in like a physical release of stress is different than just sitting down in the therapist appointment, which is also has value, um, does actually remind you to breathe deeply when you get that email from your boss or school closure situation. Um, but the next thing is, preparing for stress. Stress is going to be there. Stress is life. Stress is part of it. And I really um, get, uh, I feel bad for people who think it's not supposed to be that way. And if it's really interesting, because this person wrote that she read my book, and I want you guys all to know if you haven't read my book, or if you have it, and you want to read it again, just so you know, I wrote it before COVID. I wrote it the winter before COVID in the end of 2019, like literally right before COVID and it released in, in 2020, in May, 2020. And what's so crazy is if you read the book, you think I wrote it in COVID. It's really crazy, but it was way before the word Corona was ever on any of our readers. And it's so interesting because the whole time I'm saying, you know, how much my clients always gain or lose more weight around an election because I've been in this business for long enough. And this was way before our insanely polarizing election of 2020. So it's, it's really interesting because stress always occurs. We all think we're in this really stressful time. We're always in a really stressful time. This presents like a horrible cherry on top of a lot of stress, but we all know we've been in this situation for two years. It's not our only stress. So we have to kind of come to terms with the fact that stress is part of it. So don't say, wow, I'm going through a really hard time now because my boss and Q4 or Q1 and, and school closures, stop pretending like this is the only thing going on. There's always going to be something going on. So anticipating what you're going to do the next time you get an email is really important. I realized that I had a, a best friend from childhood who I'm very close with, but we talk about very, very heavy things because we both know each other's heavy, heavy life circumstances. So when we talk, it tends to not be so light. It tends to always dip a little bit into our parents, our past and so forth. And I realized every time I was taking her call, I was taking it in the kitchen and I was overeating. And I realized that, wow, this is a, a, a common thread. And it's not that I don't love her. It's just that like, she reminds me of, of heavy times in my life. And so I realized every time she calls, I'm not going to be in the kitchen. So now when she calls, I go to my bathroom, I clean up uh, like my, you know, toothpaste from the sink. Like I just do something else and it's really helped. And I still love her. She doesn't even know that I made this internal change, but I did. And so I think it's really important that that when you're opening an email, you're not in the kitchen. Or when you get a stressful email, you just start preparing yourself for, if I get a stressful email, I'm literally like running into the shower. You just can create literally a different habit change of like, I'm, I'm starting a bath. Like every time I get a, a school closure email, which hopefully we never have to get again, despite a hundred feet of snow and whatever comes next, um, that usually you start a bath. So you just have to start for what the trigger is and how you're going to combat it and start to form a new habit because the answer is not in the pantry. The answer is not in the refrigerator. We all know this consciously, but unless you start making a plan of how you're going to react differently, you're just going to continue.